Hi, and welcome to a quick thought episode of the Teach for the Heart podcast, where you'll get a powerful idea or word of encouragement in a short, to-the-point format. Here we go. Today, I'm going to make a case to you why you need to sweat the small stuff this fall. You know, we've heard that phrase before, right? Don't sweat the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. And that play phrase has so many very true applications, okay? So many times that is great advice. But you know when that is not great advice? The first day of school, the first week of school, the first month of school. That is not the time to not sweat the small stuff. It is the time to pay attention to the small stuff, to nip problems in the bud, and to deal with issues while they're still small before they snowball out of control and you have a mess on your hands, okay? So I really want to encourage you as you're heading back to school this year, whether you're already back or heading back soon or in a few weeks, to during those first few days and weeks of school, look for problems that are small and deal with them. Um, there's I, This is the biggest mistake I made my first year of teaching. I let a lot of little stuff go. I'm talking little stuff like students talking, heads down, students wandering around the room. My thought was, this is not a big deal. I don't really mind if they're doing it. It's not really causing a problem. But because I didn't deal with it, they con- students started doing more and more and more and more. And I wasn't, and, and it just snowballed. It created a big problem. So here's what you need to do. You need to get clear on what you will, what is okay and what isn't okay, all right? You can draw the line wherever you think it should be, but you need to have a clear line of this is what students are allowed to do. This is what they're not allowed to do. If you wanna allow whispering, okay, great. Get clear on your mind and make sure the students know that, okay? So I'm not saying you can't allow anything in your classroom, but the point is you need to know where your lines are. And then when students step over that line, even if it's just a small step over, that is where we need to deal with the problem. Now, deal with, what does that mean? Well, this is another place I got in trouble my first year. I thought deal with meant I had to give them a detention or give them this consequence. And that's why I didn't want to do anything. I felt like that wasn't fair to them. But the reality is that deal with just means deal with. You can deal with it by just saying something. You can use a warning system, which which I've taught um, elsewhere. Uh, you can really do anything, but you just need to address it. You just need to make sure they realize, I see what you're doing. This is not what we're supposed to be doing. We need to do this instead. Um, some cases, you can have them redo the situation. It just really depends on what it is. But the point is, you need to deal with problems whenever they happen when they're still small. Because what that does, it speaks volumes. It does so much. It helps students see that, okay, this is where the line is and like it's an actual line. (laughs) Because if you let students go over that line, then they don't actually know where the line is. And they're continually going to be be testing and pushing and saying, oh, what's the line here? Okay, is the line here? Is the line here? And before you know it, the line is way past where you want it to be. And you haven't dealt with it at any of the points in between. And so you're like, oh my goodness, I guess I have to deal with it now, but I haven't dealt with it at all. How do I deal with it? It creates such a mess. So figure out where your line is, wherever you think it should be, and then just stick with that. When you do enforce that line, and once again, enforce doesn't mean you have to hand out a ton of punishments. It just means you hold students to that. You expect them to do it and you require them to do it. Oh my goodness. Sorry, I'm going to come back back to what I was saying, but 
With procedures and expectations, simply insisting that students actually do what you said is huge. So if you have a procedure, for example, I had a procedure that I wanted students to clear their desks. Simply, if I didn't actually make them do it, the line was crossed, right? It didn't It didn't happen. But by simply saying, okay, I said to clear your desk, okay, so-and-so, so-and-so, so just making them follow through and actually do it, that is huge. Sometimes that's all it need, all you need to do to deal with an issue is just make students do what the procedure is or what you just said. So... Anyhow, I lost, I got like, I get back to what I was saying. But when you do that, when you deal with problems in some way, when you hold the line, then students see that you mean what you say and that the line is the line and that this is how we're going to act in the classroom. It provides tons of clarity. They know this is what is allowed, this is what's not allowed, and this is how we're all going to behave in this classroom. It provides stability, it provides structure, it provides order. And then, not that no one's ever going to step over the line, but when you're consistently just dealing with it and just putting, you know, putting things back where they should be, then everyone's on the same page, everyone knows what's happening, and you diffuse so many issues. And then without all those issues happening, or when they do happen, they're small, right? Because they're just barely stepping over the line. They're not doing these huge leaps, right? You're not way past the line. And so then you can have a great year. You can do fun activities. You can you can have luck. You, you can do almost whatever you want because students know where the line is. You're sticking with the line and you just have the ability to do so much more with them, to enjoy learning together, to see them succeed. Um, it really is incredible. So that was my passionate plea and, and kind of making this case for why we need to sweat the small stuff in the beginning of the year. Later in the year, the situation is different. In May, yeah, that's not the time to sweat the small stuff. That's the time to just survive, right? But in the beginning of the year, you're setting the tone and it is so worth the effort you will put in to put in to deal with issues while they're still small. Okay, this episode, I kind of was a little bit scatterbrained because I felt like there was so much I wanted to say and I'm trying to cram it into, you know, a five to seven minute quick thought episode. But if you need more help, if you say, Linda, okay, I hear you, but I don't know how to do this. I don't know. You, you know, you mentioned some things. I don't know what you mean by that. I, I need some help figuring out how do I deal with issues while they're small? What do I do? I would invite you to join our mentorship program where we will help you with this. We will walk you through the steps to help you figure out how do you set up order? How do you have good classroom management? How do you have good time management? How do you keep your students engaged? All these things. So you can join the mentorship program at teachfortheheart.com slash mentorship. Or if you'd like to learn more about it first, we have a free training that gives you lots of tips and then explains how the mentorship works. That's at teachfortheheart.com slash free. And of course, if you have any questions you can always email our team at lynda at teachfortheheart.com. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference. <laughs>